0: Welcome to the Faith at Work podcast. I'm Pastor Jim Melvin. Today I want to talk about patriotism. Since the inception of our nation, patriotism of American citizens has served as a unifying force among us. That's the legitimate purpose of patriotism. The patriotic spirit has helped us survive wars foreign and domestic. Patriotism helped forge one nation out of a diverse group of colonies The American flag, with those original colonies represented by 13 stars, on a heavenly field of blue and 13 red and white stripes, became the embodiment of an American spirit of unity. The stars have increased in number as the nation grew, but the 13 stripes remain the same to remind us of our origins. And today we recite the following pledge to remind us of our pledge. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I used to hate Colin Kaepernick, but probably not for the reason you're imagining. I hated him for his winning performance against the Green Bay Packers in a 2014 game when he threw for 227 yards and was virtually unstoppable when he pulled the ball down and ran. He racked up 98 yards on the ground that day. He made the Packers' defense look foolish. Now, most people who hate Colin Kaepernick, even Wisconsin cheeseheads, have long forgotten that game. Their hatred springs from that day in 2016, when for the first time he took a knee to protest police brutality and racism during the singing of the National Anthem at a 49ers game. Kaepernick later said, I'm not going to show pride in a country that oppresses black people and people of color. He was excoriated in the press, attacked by veteran and law enforcement groups for his disrespect, and eventually became the poster child for all that is unpatriotic in America. His defiance effectively ended his promising NFL career before it really got started. Kaepernick's civil rights protest by a black athlete was not original. I vividly recall sprinters Tommy Smith and John Carlos standing on the podium at the 1968 Olympic Games, raising their black-gloved hands in protest during the playing of the national anthem. They were joined in their protest by the white Australian runner, Peter Norman, who wore, like Smith and Carlos, medals represented the Olympic Project for Human Rights, which sought to bring attention to the racist policies of the Australian government. I was a track athlete at the time and sympathized with Martin Luther King Jr. and the civil rights movement through the 1960s, so what they did on the podium that day really caught my attention. President of the International Olympic Committee, Avery Brundage, kicked Smith and Carlos off the Olympic team. Brundage was also president of the IOC during the 1936 Berlin Olympics. He supported German athletes who performed the Nazi salute during those games. Now, the distinction, according to Brundage, was that the Nazi salute was a legitimate national gesture. Brundage's hair-splitting distinction resulted in him being labeled a Nazi sympathizer. The 60s were turbulent times in America, The waters of hatred and dissent were stirred by the war in Vietnam and civil rights protests. Smith and Carlos were swept up in those turbulent waters. They were lauded by those who supported the civil rights movement, but at the same time they were targets of death threats and hate speech from those who considered them unpatriotic and a danger to the America they loved. The reputations of Smith and Carlos were ultimately rehabilitated in American public opinion and in the international sports establishment as the war in Vietnam wound down and the Civil Rights Act of 1964 slowly began to bear fruit in the quest for racial justice. The two athletes both went on to professional football careers and led successful lives. In 2008, at the ESPYs, the pair received the Arthur Ashe Courage Award. A 22-foot-tall statue was erected in their honor at Jose State University, where they'd attended. Years before Colin Kaepernick was born, the beloved Jackie Robinson, the first African-American to play Major League Baseball in the modern era, expressed his discontent with the treatment of blacks in our country. Although Robinson was not controversial during his active career as a player, in 1971 he commented... That he could no longer sing the national anthem the way that he had 20 years earlier. He said, I know that I'm a black man living in a white world. Robinson felt that he had been used as a token in the justification of continuing racism. At least two intertwined issues are at play in the Kaepernick Affair. The first is the disrespect for the American flag and the lack of patriotism that his refusal to stand during the national anthem indicates. Also, Kaepernick's actions are seen as challenging the authority and motivations of police who protect and serve the public at the risk of their own lives. Critics consider Kaepernick's portrayal of the police as racist, as unjustified. So there's a lot at stake here for all Americans. Let's get constitutional for a minute. Showing disrespect for the American flag has been illegal for parts of American history, But Supreme Court's decisions in 1989 and 1990 declared that desecration of the flag is protected under the First Amendment right to free speech. Kaepernick's act of protest was not illegal. Freedom of expression is one of the premier principles of our country. I may disagree with what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. A quote often attributed to French philosopher Voltaire is often applied to illustrate the principle of free speech, which the Frenchmen admired in America. Although some Americans still disagree with the Supreme Court's ruling that the flag desecration is protected under the First Amendment, as it stands, Colin Kaepernick did nothing illegal in his protest. Now, whether he should have knelt is a different matter. He still has to deal with the political backlash and the unwillingness of NFL teams to add him to their rosters. He also has to deal with the adverse public reaction to his charges of racism against the police and white society in general. Kaepernick has made his decision and must deal with the consequences. The question that remains is how we should respond to Kaepernick or any other sports figure when they choose to take a knee or disrespect the flag in other ways. As a Christian, and out of normal human decency, we should not demonize or subject Kaepernick or anyone else to hateful speech. We are within our First Amendment rights to do so, but that does not mean that we should. As I was writing this, I thought I had coined a word, patriotism to describe the vitriol to which Kaepernick has been subjected. However, when I consulted the Urban Dictionary, I found that somebody had beat me to it. Hatriotism is defined there as the propaganda of hate disguised as patriotism in order to achieve a vested personal or collective goal. For example, justifying the venting of our hatred in defense of the flag is patriotism. This is not just a matter of political correctness. It's how we address our grievances with whom we disagree that is at issue. Not only is eschewing hateful attacks the right thing to do, it is essential if we really want to express our own opinions and have our opinions make a difference. When we disagree with someone calmly and respectfully, we are acting as patriots and not hatriots. An American patriot need not be afraid to confess the sins of our past. My favorite line in America the Beautiful is, God mend thine every flaw. This confession of our fallibility is nested in one of our beloved national hymns. We confess the evil of slavery, which was practiced in the past. We confess that even after the Civil War and the Jim Crow era, that racial violence, lynchings, and discrimination continued. Struggles of civil rights workers and the passage of the Civil Rights Act have led to great progress, but racial equality and the elimination of racist attitudes is still a dream deferred for many. The incomplete cleansing of the American soul with regard to racism is directly connected with the disproportionate number of young black men who are shot by police and who are incarcerated in our prisons the vast majority of police officers are faithfully committed to justice and the protection of all citizens, regardless of race. They should be honored for their sacrifice in pursuit of these goals. But sometimes the level of poverty-fueled urban crime, gang violence, the prevalence of illegal firearms, and a lack of resources and adequate training can produce tragic results. We still have a long way to go. The deep beauty of the stars and stripes is the free republic for which it stands. It stands for a nation committed to liberty and justice for all. It acknowledges that the American experiment in democracy is not finished, and in fact, will never be finished. In America, we are propelled forward and upward by the hope that our best days are always ahead. And that's why I stand with my hand over my heart, flag is raised, and say with great passion, it often brings tears to my eyes. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. It is my hope that one day Colin Kaepernick, will be able to stand with dignity as an American and do the same. If the proud history of this nation and the character of her people is any indication,